Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. Praise the Lord. I want to welcome you right now to the International Deliverance Ministries radio broadcast and podcast. My name is Evangelist Sean Bonita and also International Voice of Deliverance Radio, 24 hours of uncompromised Christian radio. Amen. We want to go right now to our topic of discussion, and that is the topic of worldliness, loving the world, loving the world. And sadly, many who do that, who love the world, will miss the rapture and end up in an eternity in hell, sadly. Loving the world. The Bible says this in 1 John chapter number 2. We're going to pray. Father, we just give you thanks and praise. Oh, God, I pray for all those listening to the sound of my voice, that they would understand what the Spirit of God is saying to the church, Lord, and that we be doers of your word. Now, he was only deceiving our own self. And those who are not saved would truly come in true repentance to you and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ and serve you by walking your spirit and not after the flesh. Lord, we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. The Bible talks about loving the world in 1 John chapter number 2. I'm going to read uh, from verse number 15 down to verse number 17. The Bible says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, it's not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away. Amen. Hallelujah. And the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Praise God. I'm going to read that last verse again. And the world passeth away. Listen to that. The world passeth away. It's going to flee away one day's day. Amen. And the lust thereof, and the lust of, and but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. So, Here's what the Bible says. It tells us, first of all, in those verses, to not love the world. Now, it doesn't mean don't love the trees or the creation of God. Don't love the mountains. Don't love the beauty of God's creation. It's referring to the sinful, um, prom the promotion of sin that the world is endorsing. And so it's not referring to God's creation. It's not referring to you don't love people. Amen. You don't love birds. You don't love trees. You don't love God's creation. It's referring to the sinful uh, propagation of sin in the world. And that pertaining to three things. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the Bible gives a third one, and the pride of life. Amen. And so the scripture says, not only should we not love the world, but we shouldn't love the things that are in the world. Now, those three things that we just mentioned, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, those are the three things that Satan promotes, that the demons in hell promote, that this world of sin promotes. Now, we're going to go through, that, through those three things. The lust of the flesh, that's referring to the physical desires of sin, and usually the sexual desire of sin, and not just sexual desire, but the, the, the things that pertain to the flesh, right? The lust of the flesh. When Satan came to the Lord Jesus Christ in Matthew's gospel, chapter number four, he said, if thou be the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. Nothing wrong with eating bread, but there was something wrong with disobeying God's commandment when he told you to seek his face and fast and not to touch bread. And so Jesus says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Now, here's the thing. The lust of the flesh is one of the greatest promotions of Satan in the world right now. Adultery, fornication. Now, how do we know that that's the flesh? Well, the Bible tells us that's what the flesh is, the lust of the flesh. If we go to Galatians for a moment, chapter number five, amen. 
Galatians, the fifth chapter, and the Bible reveals this to us. So go to Galatians chapter 5 and go down to verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, okay? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. This is not an exhaustive list. The, the Bible says uh, through the Apostle Paul, the Holy Ghost through the Apostle Paul is saying, and such like. Amen? So there's much more. Of the which I tell you before, as I've told you, as I've also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Amen. That is the works of the flesh. We just went through it. And so Satan promotes the works of the flesh. Now, we know for the Lord Jesus Christ, he could never, amen, make him sin. He's God. He's perfect. He's stainless. Amen. Without a sinful nature. Hallelujah. Amen. And was tempted at no points as we were yet without sin. He could have no sin. Amen. But he's showing us what we must do when we are attacked by the devil in those three things. Because he gave, he attacked him, with the, tried to attack him with the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes. What was that? Here's all the kingdoms of the world. Fall down and worship me and I'll give you the kingdoms of the world. And that was so ridiculous because the Lord Jesus Christ already owned the kingdoms of this world. Amen. The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and ever's Christ. That's going to happen. And he already owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. So he owns it. Amen. He's allowing Satan to do his wickedness for not for a time. But then God will fully rule and reign on this earth for 1,000 years and then for all eternity. Now, the lust of the eyes refers to the desire. Amen of the physical things of this world. Um, I, want a, I want the best car. I want the, the, the most money. I want mammon. But you can't serve God and mammon. Amen? Nothing wrong if the Lord blesses you with a new car. Nothing wrong if God blesses you with a new house. Nothing wrong if God blesses you with some great new clothes. It's okay. As long as they're godly clothes that, don't, uh, that are not spotted by the flesh. Amen? What I mean by that? What do I mean by that? Just to touch on it really quickly. It's where people were no they wear these beer shirts and these movie ungodly movie shirts and all this wickedness and they they just wear it and walk around. If you're a Christian, you can't wear a Bud uh, Light shirt. You can't wear a Molson uh, Canadian shirt. You can't go ahead and wear uh, a red striped shirt. Amen. Or a shirt that promotes Taylor Swift or Jay Z or or uh, Biggie Smalls or anything like that. Amen. Hallelujah, ungodly movies like Batman, Spider-Man, and all that garbage. You can't promote that mess and say, oh, I'm a Christian. No. Why? We, let me touch on that for a moment because a lot of people today, specifically, we are dealing with even so-called preachers of the gospel that are promoting Batman. They are promoting Batman. You know, the, the DC uh, superhero uh, of, of DC Comics called Batman. Everybody knows basically who Batman is or has an idea who, of who he is. And you cannot be a child of God, a Christian, and love the Lord. We're going to get more to that. And love Batman. Okay? Why? Because not only are we not to love the, this world of sin, we are not to love the things that promote it. Amen? And these preachers today are saying, oh, I love Batman. I think Batman's great. I think we need to we can learn from Batman and be more like Batman and all this kind of garbage. Amen. But no, we cannot. Not, not if we truly love the Lord, not if we truly are saved, not if we truly are born again Christians. We got some people, uh, you know, uh, are claiming to 
um, churches that are claiming to support Batman. Amen. Um, one church called Mountain View Chapel uh, says, because I'm Batman, I guess had some kind of a message talking about because I'm Batman or something like that to that to that degree. Amen. Um, we got anyway. we have a lot of different individuals uh, promoting Batman. I've heard of one uh, preacher having a Batman shirt and they're doing this over the pulpits and thinking it's great. When Batman promotes the LGBTQ agenda, you have in the Batman comic series, you have a, a, a Batwoman being a lesbian, right? And even they, there's many who in the Batman franchise who said that Batman provokes, although they said that Batman was made to be heterosexual, the Batman, the Batman series actually promotes heterosexual eroticism in the Batman series by the fact of in, in many uh, aspects all through the series. And this, was, uh, th this has been acknowledged by a number of people um, throughout uh, the Batman series, right? Uh, you got, for example, I'm, I'm quoting here from, from the Wikipedia source, and I quote, the comic talking about Batman. The comic bulletin, I quote, the comic bulletin website posed the question, is Batman gay? To their staff and various comic, various comic book professionals. Walter Allen Grant has stated the Batman I wrote for 13 years isn't gay. De Denny O'Neill's Batman, Marvin Wolfman's Batman, everybody's Batman, all the way back to Bob Kane. None of them wrote him as a gay character. Only Joel Schumacher might have had an opposing view. Writer Devin Grayson has commented, it depends on who you ask, doesn't it? Since you're asking me, I'll say no. I don't think he is. I certainly understand the gay readings, though. While Frank, and then we continue on, while Frank Miller has described the relationship between Batman and the Joker as homophobic nightmare, and it goes on. Well, you know, um, he views the character as sub sublimating, um, if I can say this right, sublimating, his sexual urges into crime fighting, concluding he's much better, he's much healthier if he were gay. Grant Morrison, writer of both Batman and Batman Incorporated, said in an interview with Playboy that gayness is built into Batman. I'm not using gay in the prerogative sense, but Batman is very, very gay. Obviously, it, as a fictional character, he's intended to be heterosexual, but, uh, but the basis of the whole concept is utterly gay. Morrison later said that Playboy was quoted them and explained in an interview with their super new statesman that the quote was the opposite of what they had said. While one could easily dial up the black leather fetish, uh, fetishistic night-dwelling aspects of Batman and the masculinity of Batman and get a pretty good gay Batman. Ultimately, he's not gay because he has no sex life. Burt Ward who portrayed Robin in the 1960s TV series and film, wrote in his autobiography, Boy Wonder, My Life in Tights, that Batman and Robin, Robin could be interpreted as lovers, and it continues on and on and on and on. The bottom line is, these preachers saying that Batman is wonderful, Batman is, is pure, Batman is, uh, Batman is, we can see Batman and, 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 and connected to Christianity, what a lie. Okay, but this is what we're talking about, you know, where we understand loving the world, okay, and the things that are in the world, the movies that are in the world, amen, the, the idea of music of the world, and the Bible says that we love that, those things, the love of the Father is not inside of us, it's not inside of us, we don't know God, and we don't love God, very simple. And people think that they do when they love the world, when they, they think because the preacher tells them that, okay, you, you love the world, you still love God, it's okay. Because they are themselves loving the world. 
And so the reality is you cannot love the world and love the Father at the same time. And that's not me saying it's the Bible. So the lust of the flesh refers to sexual nature, many aspects of the flesh. It could also refer to gluttony. It could refer to other areas of, of the f- fleshly nature that we, are, that we want to gravitate to and that we want to um, promote. That's contrary to the word of God, which by Satan promotes. Amen. The lust of the eyes, as we just mentioned, loving, you know, the, the, the wealth and to be rich and to be, you know, to have that uh, desire of more of things financially, right, materialistically, right? And I want a new car. I want a new home. And again, if the Lord bless you with nothing wrong with that. But if that's your focus, that is you, the love of the Father is not inside of you. I want to make a lot of money. I want to get a great, the, the best job in the world and so I can have a lot of money. If that's your focus, the love of the Father, the Bible says, is not inside of you. The focus of every Christian should be the gospel. But the Apostle Paul said, I came nothing, knowing nothing among you save Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And him crucified. So the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. Now, the pride of life is the last one. Amen. Hallelujah. Pride of life was when Satan came to the Lord and said, cast thyself down from the pinnacle of the temple, for he should give his angels charge over thee. In other words, you're not going to listen to the authority of the Bible. You're not going to repent. Just today, I offered a man a, a gospel track. He says, no, I got my own church. I said, sir, the Bible says you must be born again. Your church cannot save you. You need to be saying, oh, I'm fine. That's the pride of life. I don't need Christ. I got my religion. I got my church. I got my own way to heaven. I'll get there on my own accord. I'm a good person. When the Bible says, no, there's no one good, no, not one. If you could get yourself to heaven, why did he have to die on the cross for the, remi- for the remission of your sins and mine? It's because there's no one good, no, not one. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Hallelujah. There's only one way to heaven. There's only one escape from an eternity in hell. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ that you must be born again he said that not me john's gospel chapter 3 verse 3 except a man be born again he cannot see the kingdom of god there's not two gospels the other day somebody tried to tell me there's two gospels that's the pride of life showed him in the bible didn't want to believe it oh no 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 the bible says he they said oh there's one gospel to the to the jews one gospel to the the gentiles what a lie paul says look at we read the bible and it's very clear in the scripture if we go to acts chapter number 20 for a moment amen if you're following me in, your, in, the, in the Bible, amen, and I hope you have a King James Bible, praise God, amen. That doesn't mean to say that you're not saved if you don't have a King James Bible, but these are the Bibles that leave confusion. They leave verses of Scripture out, and they, they, they're leading people, I believe, in many cases astray. So we're going to stick with our King James Bible. Acts chapter number 20, verse 21 says this, amen, in the Word of God. The Bible says, this is the Apostle Paul preaching and, 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 uh, and uh, talking. Testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. He says, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Can read it again. Testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. He says in Romans 1, in chapter 1, amen, verse, I believe, verse number 16, verse 16, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation unto everyone that believeth unto the Jew first. And also to the Greek. Amen. Only one gospel. Not two. But people don't want to receive that because of the pride of 
life. They want to create their own doctrine, amen, and twist the scripture like Satan was with Christ. Of course, he couldn't do that with Jesus. He's a, the Lord Jesus Christ is the one that gave the scriptures, amen. He's God in flesh, amen, somebody. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And his goings forth were from old, from everlasting, amen, hallelujah. When he became a man, he did not lose his godhood. He has one, he has two natures, amen, but one person, a God nature, fully God and, fully, and a human nature, fully man, and one person. The Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the Bible tells us this, that the pride of life goes into that area by which we think, okay, no, I know more than God. Or I'm going to I'm going to create my own doctrine. I won't submit myself to the authority of Christ. When so when Satan says, cast thyself down, amen, the pride, trying to promote the pride of life and uh, encourage Christ to have the pride of life, which is sin. Christ couldn't do that. Of course, he can never sin. Amen. Um, Jesus says, no, it is written again, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. When we rightly divide the word of truth, we will not be led astray. When our hearts desire us to know and hear the voice of God by the power of the Holy Ghost, he will lead us and guide us, the Bible says, into all truth. And we will not be led astray into false doctrine and, her and heretical teachings because the Lord will direct us according to his word in sound biblical doctrine. And so, these individuals say, no, I, that same individual that I talked to in this two gospels, he's, he meant, he said, oh, speaking in tongues, that's, that's been done away with. I said, where is that in the Bible? Oh, that's a dispensation that's been done away. Where is that recorded in the Bible that is no longer here? Couldn't give it to me. It's not there. Paul said, rather, that you all speak in tongues. Amen. It's not there. When the Bible says that tongues will be done away with, it's talking about the eternal state. But people don't want to, amen, submit themselves to the authority of Christ because their denomination, because their pastor, because their church, because their mom or their dad, their family, or this commentary that they read, or whatever the case, or this person they watch on YouTube. What about believing what the Bible, the Bible, the Bible, the Bible, the Bible, the Bible, the Bible says, amen, hallelujah. Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God, rightly divided. And so we find that people today don't care about what the Bible says. They want to go by what their denomination says. I got my religion. I don't got to be born again. When Jesus Christ said that you must be born again, and if you're not born again, you'll not enter the kingdom of God. This is loving the world, the pride of life. Amen. Having that pride in the, in the heart of the individual. Amen. And the worst part about it is the religious pride, as we just mentioned. Talk to Jehovah's Witnesses. They don't want to succumb themselves to the authority of God's word. Amen. You tell them, they, oh, they, we don't believe in hell. I said, no, no. Oh, and I tell him, what about Luke's gospel, chapter 16, when Lazarus and the rich men both died and, and the rich man is in hell being in torment? Oh, we believe that word Hades means the grave. Really? So the rich man is in, is in Hades, in hell, um, in the grave, having a full conversation with Father Abraham. To, you know, he's being tormented in the grave in the flame. You can see Father Abraham afar off, having a full conversation, sees Lazarus. This is absurd. In, in, you know, this is ridiculous. It's totally contrary to the doctrine of Christ. But they're going to hold on to that erroneous, absurd, ridiculous doctrine no matter what because their religious organization teaches so. It's the pride of life. And it will lead to damnation. Because if you, the, if you have the love of this world, the love of the Father is not inside of it. That's part of the world system. Cain! Amen. That represents the world, the religion of this world. Hated Abel. Hated Abel, his brother. The Bible says, marvel not that the world hates you. That's part of the world. Amen. That the Cain represents the world. Amen. The false, the false Christian. Amen. And you got Abel representing the genuine, solid, Bible-believing, born-again Christian. Amen. That is Abel. Amen. Hallelujah. 
And Cain hated Abel. Abel didn't hate Cain. Why? He couldn't because God is love. Amen. Hallelujah. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Abel had love. Hallelujah. Abel had the love of God, the love of Christ in his soul. Praise be to God. Had a relationship with the Lord. Did not have any grudge. Did not have just had a pure love and worship for the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. But not Cain. Cain had a love for himself. Cain had a love for him. Not, not Abel. He wanted to kill Abel. He couldn't care about less what God said. He just wanted to bring a sacrifice that will make him look good. Why did, why did Paul say, if I can give my gifts to feed the poor and have that love, amen, it profited me nothing? Why? Because you can give all your money to the poor. You can look really good and pious in giving and caring and loving by appearance. But inside of your heart, the motivation by which you are doing so is dirty and rotten and filthy because you're not doing it to glorify God. You're doing it to magnify your own name, the pride of life, by which the Bible says is not of the Father, but is of the world. It's of Satan. Amen. Satan is the instigator of the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. He's the instigator of these things. Don't forget, he's the tempter, the one that went to Eve in the Garden of Eden as recorded in the book of Genesis chapter number three. Amen. When the woman was told by the Lord not to eat, by God Almighty not to eat, and the man were not to eat, Adam and Eve, our first prayers, not to eat the fruit in the midst of the garden, of the tree of knowledge. Satan said, you won't surely die. When God said that, they would die. He convinced her. And she looked at the fruit. Said it was good for the eyes, lust of the eyes. Right? Huh? Lust of the flesh was there. And the pride of life was all there when she ate that fruit. Talk about Eve, our first mother. She ate it. Pride of life, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes. Only three things Satan can ever tempt you with. Don't forget that. Only, th only three the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. There's absolutely nothing else. Absolutely nothing. That's the three things. And if you resist the devil, he will flee from him. That's when Christ, he couldn't get Christ. He, he left him. Submit the foot of God, resist the devil, and now he might flee. He will flee from you. It's, it's a promise in the word of Almighty God. But if you or I, whoever it may be, continue to flirt with sin, or allow that thought to fester in, in our mind, our heart, and give it some oxygen to remain there, he will continue to come at you because he knows that your heart is not in the right place with God. But when you are in your right place with God and true, show true repentance and you hate sin like he hateth it and love it like he loves it and your mind is changed toward it, you will be able to get thee behind me, Satan. Hallelujah. For thou savest not the things that be of men, the, the things that be of God, but those that be of men. Amen. He savor, Satan savors those things that be of man. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. Not the things that are of God. God says, take up your cross, deny yourself, and follow me. It's what God says. Satan doesn't say that. Satan is out to promote your flesh. He's out to destroy you. The Bible says he's out to come uh, to, to steal, kill, and destroy. He walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. The devil cannot make you or I do anything. He can't make us do anything. But he can tempt us. He can try to sway us through his devices, through his wiles, to make us go into avenues of sin. He's not all-knowing. But what he does, amen, he'll try this. Oh, that doesn't work. Oh, that doesn't work. Oh, oh, that works. They, 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 I'm getting something there. You see? 
and he sees what's what is uh, you know stirring you up what's what's, what's what, where you're where you're being tempted amen by your lusts but if you crucify your flesh amen hallelujah praise god he can't get you any longer amen and the bible says they that are christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts and so what you find today is in the church world today Many people are giving themselves over to sin. They're giving themselves over to the flesh. They're giving themselves over to ab abomination. And they think nothing wrong with dancing to worldly music. Now, one time we, we had um, different people going to their, their son or their daughter's graduation. And true Christian people would not stay for the dance. They would not stay for the dance. And now you got so-called Christian people staying for the prom, staying for the dance and dancing with their son, dancing with their daughter, dancing with their uh, grandchild at the high school graduation to worldly perverse music. And you got the preacher saying, oh, nothing's going to happen to you. There's a preacher in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, years ago, and I believe he still believes it's the same thing today. There's no indication that he doesn't. I phoned his ministry. They didn't want to talk to me about this. And he was there, and the church playing worldly music and everybody getting up and dancing. And he was saying, oh, don't worry. You're not going to go to hell. You're not going to go to hell. What a liar. If you love the world, the love of the Father is not inside of you. You don't know God. If you love Taylor Swift's music, if you love Taylor Swift's music, you don't know God. You're not a Christian. Amen. If you love Jay-Z's music, you're not a Christian. Amen. We're talking about fornication and worldliness and perversion and all God and ungodliness. You, lo you love that music. You love, amen, the music of the village people, which is a homosexual group. You don't love God. No, sir. You love the, the thing of Kenny Rogers and all that. You, when they're singing about fornication and, and, and many times, sometimes some music, they're singing adultery and worldliness. And there's nothing there about the things of God. You don't love God. You love the world. You love the things of this world. Amen. The other day, they said uh, Olivia Newton-John, this, this uh, a singer, worldly singer, who was in this movie called Grease, died back in the summer. One of the it was a big movie production. One of the uh, they said one of the best singles in the world that, that was ever produced. I was called "You're the One That I Want," and it was a big, massive uh, success in the world, musically wise. She's dead now. That doesn't mean anything. Just like the Bible's in the end. The world will pass away, the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God shall abide forever. Amen? And But I, I've seen somebody comment, you know, uh, about it. And as if, you know, uh, and I don't want to misjudge them, but it looked, it, it appeared as if they, they you know, um, didn't say nothing. Hopefully she got right with God. Nothing like that. Oh, she died. Well, I hope she died with Christ because her music was ungodly. Amen? And what they, she did was ungodly. I hope she died with the Lord and sadly and tragically she's in hell right now. I didn't say that. The Bible says Jesus says straight as the gate narrows the way that leads to life, but few that be the finest. So here's the thing. The people that support these things, they don't have nothing wrong with scratching the tickets, the lotto tickets, amen, so I can see if I can win. That's the lust of the eyes. You want, to, you want more money. You want, to, you want to win. You want to win at other people's expenses. Amen? How can you win off the, the, the money that you win is other people's misfortune. They are losing their money. They, they, some of them are committing suicide because they lost their money at, at, the, at the casino or at the whatever it may be. The, and you're going to gain off their misfortune? How is that love? That's evil. That's sin. It's the lust of the eyes. Amen. 
And people promote that. Oh, it's nothing wrong with me going to the theaters and, and watching this, these ungodly movies that show adultery, fornication, curse the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, of cursing and swearing, nudity and all blasphemy and the occult and every kind of vile, lewd thing that's out there. But, I'm, I'm, you know, I love it. I'm going to let my child watch Arthur when that shows two uh, uh, characters in Arthur be like two males, male animals, get married. My Little Pony, oh, where, the, where My Little Pony promotes lesbianism and all kinds of isms that are perverse, transgenderism. Look, you cannot have, be a part of this. That's why the, you say, oh, that's fine. Let's talk about Batman, how we can be a Batman superhero and defend the gospel. What a what blasphemy. Hallelujah. You can't support and love Batman and be a Christian according to the Bible. Here's what the Bible says in, J in James chapter number four. Amen. James chapter number four. We're going through the word of God. Amen. Talking about you can't love the world. Amen. That if you do, you're going to miss the rapture. You're not going to make it in the, when the trumpet sounds. You, you're going to be right here. James chapter number four. And the Bible goes on. We're going to talk about in James chapter number four. We're going to go to um, to verse number uh, four. Okay. So James chapter four. Amen. Verse number four. The Bible says, ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship, listen now, of the world is, is enmity with God. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Are you a friend of the world? Well, the Bible says, if you are, you're the enemy of God. You want to be loved and appreciated and accepted by this perverse world, then you're the enemy of God. Somebody wrote to me the other day and said that this woman claiming to be a Christian and her, I guess her daughter wants to be a, a, a boy. And she said, oh, I affirm you. I affirm you. I'm a Christian. What a lie. You're not a Christian. You're affirming somebody in their sin. You're supporting that which is an abomination. It's the pride of life that you got. You're, you have the pride of life. Amen. And you're trying to, you're trying to um, can be concerned about yourself and not your daughter, not your child. That's why you promote sin. You're not, you don't care about them. You care about yourself. That's why you promote and support the sin of homosexuality and the sin of transgenderism and the sin of lesbianism and the sin of bisexuality and the sin of adultery and fornication and lying and all that trash and worldliness and loving the world, loving the worldly music. Amen. Thinking there's nothing wrong with having a curse word here and there. When the Bible says very clearly that if you curse and swear, amen, that if you, you, you've, you can't bridle your tongue. Your religion's vain. Hmm? Your religion's vain. To get aside all the filthy, evil communication out of your mouth, you don't know God. But this is the kind of thing these people, it's a pride of life. They care about themselves. They don't want to be ostracized and ridiculed and their reputation ripped apart by people in the world at the expense of their precious child who they don't want to tell the truth because they will be hated and ostracized by the world. So be it. The Bible says, marvel not that the world hates you. Don't be surprised if the world hates your guts. Amen. Jesus said they will do so. Amen. But rejoice. Hallelujah. And be exceeding glad because great is your reward in heaven when they say, oh, matter of evil against you falsely. One day Jesus Christ will confess you before this evil, perverse world and say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord when you live holy, when you walk with the Lord, when you love him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and you walk with the Christ. But the Lord Jesus Christ, and you live for him, amen, and you hate the world. You don't love it, neither the things that are inside of this world. You don't love it. You despise it. You reject it. And you reprove it, expose it, amen. You don't love those wicked cartoons. You don't love those ungodly toys, amen. He-Man and all that kind of garbage. When I was a child, back in the 80s. They had He-Man. They had uh, uh, all these different kinds of, you know, uh, video games like Zelda. Uh, I remember the, those games, amen, full of the old cult, right? Amen. Hallelujah. 
nothing wrong having a good game of basketball, baseball, or something like that. But when you got these other perverse video games that have the old cult in it, Grand Theft Auto killing people and prostitution and nudity and all kinds of perversion and garbage and mess, blowing people's brains up and blood going everywhere, that's demonic. That's not of God. Amen, somebody. You don't mess with those kind of things. It's, de- it's, from, the, it's from the pit of hell. And you can't love God and be a part of that. Them cigarettes, you got to get rid of that. You love, oh, I love them cigarettes. It's, a, it's, it's the lust of the flesh. Feels good to the body, for so-called. I don't know how. When I was 14, I remember <laughs> trying it with some of my friends, and I was almost choked up my guts. Amen. <laughs> Didn't want to touch the thing again. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. But when you're saved, you can't be a partaker of that. Your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, and you can't, have a, you can't, have part- you can't partake in these kind of things and love the, love the world. Amen. The love of the Father is not inside of you. So the Bible makes that clear about loving the world and how the, the church world today, unfortunately, loves the world. Not everybody, thank God. The, but the church world today does. Thank God there are a remnant of people that do not, and there are a lot of them around the world. But in North America that, and in Europe and other first world nations, that number is dwindling. Even in, even in many developing nations, it's dwindling because they are starting to gravitate to a lot of these false teachings and not, and not stand upon the old-time gospel, amen, that was preached unto them. we got to stand upon the word, not, not the words of men, but the word of God, amen. And so the Bible goes on and teaches us, amen, the importance of not being a friend of the world. Because if we are, we are the enemy of God. Because God is against this world of sin. He doesn't think, okay, well, you can dabble in a little bit of it. It's okay. The Bible says true religion under fire before God the Father is this. To visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction. And the Bible says to keep himself unspotted from the world. That's pure religion. Not when you have one or two spots here and there and it's no big deal. Oh, God's okay. God's cool with that. No, you're deceived. You are deceived with a capital D. God is light. You don't even know who God is if you believe that. Because God is light. And in him there is no darkness at all. None. Zero. Zilch. Nothing. There's no darkness with God. But we can put up with darkness and have our own false God, our own false idol that will lead not to salvation but to eternal damnation in hell. That's what happens when you love the world. It doesn't leave up. It leads down to hell. Don't be deceived. That's where it's leading. And so the Bible tells us very clearly, amen, in the word of God, hallelujah, that in, in Matthew's gospel, chapter 24, for example, Matthew's gospel, chapter 24, the Bible says this in verse 44, talking about the coming of the Lord. It says here, therefore, be also ready for in such an hour as you think not in the Son of Man cometh. Who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his Lord have made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season. Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Verily I say unto you that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. But and if that evil servant shall say in his heart, my Lord delayeth his coming, and shall begin to smite his fellow servants, and to eat and drink with the drunken, the Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him, and in an hour that he is not aware of, and shall cut him asunder and appoint his portion with the hypocrites that shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Sadly, this man, this individual that Jesus is talking about here, said, "My one day, he said, my Lord delayeth is coming. One time he, that he was walking with the Lord, but then they became an evil servant. The idea of one save, always save is unbiblical. It's not found in the word of God. Eternal, uh, having the eternal assurance of salvation is there. So long as we remain in Christ, that is there. But when we depart from Christ, there is no assurance for salvation, only damnation. 
And that's what happened to this, this servant. He was a servant one time. He was serving the Lord. And, but he began to say in his heart, he began. Notice the Bible says begin. There was a point in time, amen, that this started, amen. The Bible says in verse 48, but and if that evil servant shall say in his heart, my Lord delayed his coming and shall begin to smite his full servants. If, if that evil servant will say in his heart, my Lord delayed his coming and begin to smite his full of servants. The time he begins this thing. And when he begins to do it, he rejects the, the truth of God's word by beating his fellow servants, and he goes after sin, right? And the Bible associates this individual with the, and, and his backsliding with the consumption of alcohol. The Bible says, but an evil, but, and if that evil servant shall say in his heart, my Lord, delay this coming, and verse 49, and shall begin to smite his fellow servants and to, and to eat and drink with what? The drunken. He begins to eat and to drink with the drunken. Why does the Lord associate? Listen now. Listen very carefully. Why does the Lord Jesus Christ associate backsliding and turning away from him in association with alcohol in this, chap- in this verse? Right? My, they, they said to begin to eat and drink with the drunken. How many people today now think that it's okay to have a social drink? When the Bible says wine is a mark of strong drink is raging and whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. But that's now become acceptable in the eyes of many in the church world today. What a lie. When it leads to destruction. Amen. When the Bible says whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise, look not at the cup when it is red. Amen. Give strong drink to them that's ready to perish. Amen. The Bible says be sober, be vigilant. The Bible says uh, uh, Yes, be sober, be vigilant, be sober. Don't, don't continue to walk in alcohol, don't, uh, uh, consume it, and have it in your life. It will deceive you in the end. You will not conquer it. It will conquer you and destroy you. Amen. That's why the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7, amen, for, for the end of all things is at hand. Be therefore sober and watch into prayer. Right? Because the word watch means to abstain literally. The word means to abstain from wine, abstain from it as a child of God. But they say, no, consume it, accept it, embrace it, be a partaker of it. You can go ahead, but you're not going to be a partaker of Christ and do that. It's a mocker, it's raging. And so what you find now today, amen, people are justifying sin and they go after those who want to be preaching holiness, those who are preaching truth, not talking about, you know, uh, the standard of holiness based upon one's own perception. I'm talking about biblical holiness. You know, so years ago, some churches thought that if a woman had her, did not have her shirt right to her, to the end of her, uh, um, her wrist and only up to her uh, and just down to her elbow, she was backslidden. <laughs> that's, that's not biblical holiness. We're talking about biblical holiness based upon the Bible found in Holy Scripture. That a woman does not go around showing her breasts and her backside wearing tight clothes and, and, all, these, and all these kind of things like that. No, sir, that's not a Christian dress. That's, not, that's the attire of a harlot. That's not the attire of a godly Christian woman. Amen. And the Bible's of you, and the people say, oh, that man shouldn't watch me. Listen, yes, the man should not watch you. If a man looks at a woman, lusts after her in his heart, he commits a sin of adultery. That's true. That's on him. But at the same time, if you cause your brother to offend, you are also in sin. So by you wearing that provocative clothing, by you wearing that provocative clothing, by you wearing that provocative clothing, you are sinning in the sight of Almighty God. Oh, that's, that's sexist. I don't care what you say. 
I care what the Bible says. And the holy woman of God also agree with what I'm preaching. Amen. True Christian woman would agree with it because it's, it's the Bible. You don't dress like that. Would Christian women do not and cannot and should not dress sexy. The idea of dressing sexy promotes the idea of sex, of having sex, the desire of sex, the thoughts of sex. That is perversion. That is wickedness. That's ungodly. And no Christian woman can do that and pass through the pearly gates. They believe, oh, yes, we will. Oh, you just watch. Hopefully, they'll repent of that and say, no, I can't wear this kind of garment. This is, this is revealing my, my, my body. I can't do this. I'm a godly woman. I'm not for sale. Hallelujah, somebody. Glory to God. Amen. And the same with men, showing all his body parts and making women, I'm going to show my body so women can lust after me. That's, no, that's ungodly. You don't do that. Amen. You don't do that. But people think we can do all these things and still pass, and still love the world and be like the world and dress like the world and look like the world and pass through the pearly gates. It's not going to happen that way. Amen. Piercing their bodies in every form of piercing. Well, they said, oh, well, you know, uh, the Bible talks about, uh, you know, Rebecca had earrings and, and, and she had a bracelet and this and kind of thing like that. The New Testament tells us to dress modestly, to dress godly. By having all these piercings in the nose and eyebrows and, and lips and tongue and, and, and nipples and everything like that, that's not dressing godly. That's not being godly. That's not being modest. Amen? That's worldliness. The Bible says, present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service. Amen. Tattooing your body all the way up, having tattoos around your neck and all your hands and your arms, your face, everything like that. Oh, I'm godly. No, that's ungodly. Now, people have done that before they got saved. That's a different situation. They love the Lord. We're talking about doing it while you're claiming to be saved. That's deception. You're loving the world. The love, if you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. And you're trying to be conformed to the world so you can look so hip and hop, just like any, these, a lot of these rappers and these, these NBA guys and, and, and these rock star guys and, and all these other guys that they want to look like. No. You've got you to love Christ and live holy and be separate from the world. Amen. And live godly. Live holy. We're in the world, but we're not of it. And so the Bible says very clearly, we love this world. The love of the Father is not in us. We want to be like the world. We don't know God. Amen. And the Bible says that at the end of the day, we love the world and the things that are in the world. The love of the Father is not us. And when the trumpet sounds, we're not going up. We're not going up. Only those who are in Christ will go up. Only those who love the world, will, love the Lord, will go up. Not love the world, but love the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're living holy before him. So my friend, as I close here right now, and the, the trumpet is about to sound, Jesus is about to come, and you need to be ready to meet him. If you're not saved, if you're not born again, if you're not right with God, you need to be right with him. You need to be saved by the grace of God and be ready to go to heaven. God loves you. Christ died for you. You've got to turn from your sin. If you're accepting the sin of homosexuality and all these things and transgender and divorce and remarriage and think that it's okay, that's the pride of life. You're, you're accepting it because you're caring not about that person but you. That's why these businesses have the gay flag up all the while and these, these uh, government agencies because they're caring about themselves. All oh, the backlash of the people. Oh, they're just concerned about the pride of life. They're also concerned about the lust of the eyes. Huh? And so... This is what the world cares about. As a child of God, we got to care about them. Love does not seek its own. Amen. It seeks the benefit of the other person. And we don't care what they think about us. We want people to be saved. Right with God. Serving the Lord. Living for the Lord Jesus Christ. Ready to go to heaven, not go to hell. If you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ, you want to be saved. Amen. You don't want to miss the rapture because I can guarantee if you love the world, you will miss the rapture. When the trumpet sounds, you won't be going up. You'll be staying right here. And, you, and we see this in the Bible in 
Matthew's Gospel 24, as we just read. Amen. That, that evil surgeon shall say in his heart, my Lord, delay this coming, shall begin to eat and drink with the drunken. The Bible says, the Lord of thy servant shall come in a day, in verse 50, when he looketh not for him, and in an hour that he is not aware of, and shall appoint him his portion, and shall cut him asunder, and appoint his portion with the hypocrites that shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Weeping and gnashing of teeth. You want to go after the world, the love of the Father is not in you. You need to go after the things of God and walk with him and serve the Lord and live for him. This is what the Bible tells us to do. The five foolish virgins were not ready to meet him with the trumpet sound. And they said, open to us. He said, I know you're not. He didn't say, I never knew you because they were once saved. But they fell away from the Lord. They lost their salvation. And they were cast into hellfire and damnation. It's too late. Let not, let, let not that happen to you. Go by the word of God. Biblical holiness. Amen. Biblical holiness is what we're talking about. Truth and righteousness according to the Bible. If you want to know the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved, you can know him and be right with the Lord. Repent of your sins and be ready to meet the Lord today. Let's pray this prayer after me. A prayer itself can't save you, but if you truly repent and trust Christ as your Savior, he'll save you and give you everlasting life. Lord Jesus, pray this prayer. Amen. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I believe you died on the cross for my sin. I believe you rose again from the dead on the third day according to the Holy Scriptures. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and be my Lord and my Savior. And Lord, I commit my life into your hands and by the help of the Holy Ghost, I will live for you, I will serve you, and I'll love you all the days of my life. Thank you for rising again from the dead. And Lord, thank you for coming into my life and to be my Lord and Savior. And with your help, I will live for you and serve you. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you pray that prayer, amen, we want to give you our free booklet, What It Means to Be Born Again, absolutely free. Go on our website, internationaldeliveranceministries.org, amen, and go on our Salvation tab. You'll see our booklet there, What It Means to Be, bo to be Born Again, and that booklet will help you, encourage you in your new walk, praise God, with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. We love you, and we're praying for you. Praise God. God bless you. Jesus found me. Jesus found me.